You're listening to The Crash Test Show, a podcast that answers why researchers use crash test dummies in simulated motor vehicle accidents. Hey guys, my name is Taj McQuan. I'm a high school senior attending one of the highest ranked schools in our province. Today we're going to be answering the pros and the cons of using crash test dummies and human subjects. However, today's going to be a much more shorter episode, especially because a lot of the stuff that I've kind of talked about is already been answered in the previous episodes, and I don't want to get too deep into some conversations, mainly because it's kind of obvious, and I don't want to bore you with stuff that you already probably know. So let's get started. So engineers and scientists have tried to understand the measures that measure the force experienced by the occupant during a collision by using various testing methods under a wide range of impact orientations and severities. So testing impacts requires a recreation of the collision acceleration, and this can be achieved through experimental methods such as a sled test or even a full vehicle crash. Within the automotive industry, in a particular, evaluation of vehicle safety are most commonly determined through the use of crash test dummies in vehicle test vehicles. So the other test methods include post-mortem human subjects, also known as PMHS testing, computer simulations, and live human subject crash testing. While each testing method provides valuable information, it is important to recognize the limitation of each method in order to accurately understand the results and to be able to apply them appropriately through other measures and finding out the risk of an occupant in a real-world collision, and obviously based on the impact orientation and on the severity. And obviously, you don't want to be using a live human in a, in a major car crash testing place, right? You Maybe you could have it when they're accelerating from 0 to 60, and you want to figure out what the body is happening, because that's not too dangerous. However, you don't want a real human being to go through a full-out real um, truck versus car crash test. So crash test dummies are typically used to measure injury potential in vehicle crash testing by simulating the human responses to impacts, acceleration, deflection, forces, and even movements generated during a high-speed crash. So the government standardized crash tests are at least around 60 kilometers per hour into a barrier which are conducted in order to assess the integrity of the vehicle structure and safety restraints, such as seatbelts, airbags, and etc. Which are the major aspects of the vehicle design and this will determine its crash worthiness, I'd say, or the safety for the occupants. So transducers, sensors, and even ad loggers are located within the modern dummy or test vehicles that record the force and the acceleration experienced by the vehicle and the occupant. So the resulting acceleration from these crash tests typically exceed 25 grams and it can be high as 40 grams. Acceleration, which is measured within the force equivalent to 20 to even 40 times your weight, is going to be very different and it can be caused by force on the weight. So. 
An occupant in this kind of crash would experience forces equivalent to 25 to even 40 times their weight. This data is compared with human psychological measurements, primarily to derive from testing with MPHS in order to evaluate the accuracy of the human crash test dummy. While the use of crash test dummies has shown to be reliable, repeatable, and similar to the response of MPHS seen in standard high-speed crash tests, the lack of neuromuscular activity affects the actual response, which occurs in humans in real-life vehicle-to-vehicle collisions, especially in moderate or even low-speed crashes. However, the force which would be a hypothetical generated during the high-speed crash test on a live human are much more greater than the forces produced by the human body in order to resist movement, and therefore a live human's motion would be similar to that of a PMHS or crash test dummy in higher speed crashes. A lot of stuff that a regular crash test dummy, especially for hybrid 3, they don't have the liquids like blood, plasma, water, all that stuff, they don't have uh, your different muscle types. And that can be a big error in crash testing. And that's one thing are the pros and the cons of using a real human versus a crash test dummy. So the use of live human subjects for the purpose of crash testing is really not that common compared to testing using crash test dummies and PMHS due to the risk to the human subject, which I talked about. While live high-speed human subject testing is not currently conducted in the past, researchers use Colin John Paul, sorry about that stat, who is an MD, PhD, who conducted high-speed human subject testing in the late 1940s and 1950s. This research was invaluable for advancement of occupant biomechanics as it led to better understanding of injury mechanism and results in improved seats and vehicle design. So you can see a pro in which a lot of the researchers back then who used real humans, they were able to improve their seats, their airbags, and the vehicle design itself very quickly. Now. Currently, even moderate speed human subject test is unacceptable by modern day unethical standards because subjects may experience some symptoms and researchers are unable to conduct experiments that put their subjects under such risk. We don't want to put a live human in such risk, especially if that um, symptom can be fatal or not. However, low speed crash testing using live human subjects has been conducted and even valuable for studying occupants' kinematics in low-speed collisions. More specifically, uh, crash test dummies and PMHS do not necessarily exhibit a similar response to that of a live human during a low-speed crashes. This is likely due to the influence of the live human subject's neuromuscular responses like the bracing, even the muscle contracting during and after the collision. So researchers have shown that bracing during a low-speed collision can reduce the occurrent motion and therefore may decrease the risk of injury, particularly in the neck. This is exactly why in a plane they tell you to brace and not sit upright. It's used so obviously um, it can save your neck and it just can be much more better for risk of injury and you're gonna, the chance of living is much more higher. However. Given the enforcement restrictions in using live human subjects for testing where there is a potential injury, and much of this research is only able to be 
conducted at low speeds, where the vehicle speed changes are typically less than 15 kilometers per hour and acceleration are less than 10 grams. So you can already see how we don't want to most of the live testing with real humans is only done with less than 15 mile kilometers per hour which isn't going to make a big impact and if they do get injured it's going to be very minor so that was the episode so in summary crash test dummies p m h s and live humans test subjects each have a role in play in determining occupant safety in vehicle performance Testing with crash test dummies and PMHS is extremely valuable for understanding the high-speed collisions without putting a real human at risk, but it is unavailable to replicate the exact results of human testing in low-speed collision scenarios. While each method has its limitations, each provide valuable insights in occupant methods and to help ensure occupants are safe as possible in the cars on the road today. So that was a pretty good episode. We obviously went over the pros and the cons of using crash test dummies and human subjects. Again, my name is Tarj McQuan and you're listening to The Crash Test Show.